Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. Amanda and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 29 for me and season 25 for Amanda. And this is day 19 of season 97. Our first question asks us for the Japanese name by which edible seaweeds are typically known in the U.S. This is Nori. Mm -hmm. uh, I know this in particular because I have recently played the game Sushi Go. Ah, yes. Uh, one of the cards of which that you can score points with is Nori. Okay. And I know that it's seaweed. Yeah, this one took me a little while of thinking about it, just in the sense, like, I wake up in the morning and, you know, there's a bunch of words in the question that I don't recognize. Like, I've never heard it called labor or sloke or, you know, porphyra or anything like, you know, what's mentioned here. Um, but the Japanese name for the seaweed wraps that sushi goes in are, are called nori and it took me a little while to just recall that but um definitely something i've heard of many a time uh nori rolls are the kind with the seaweed wrapped around them uh, on the outside and um yeah just something i've run across many times um yeah i think there are people out there uh who just you know get pieces of the seaweed to snack on even um so, yeah, I also put down Nori. And that was correct. Question two asks us for a two-word phrase that is both the title of a hip-hop album, or part of the title of a hip-hop album, and its artist. It gives us a further hint that it is from 1988. Right. Um, and this one took me a while of just kind of bouncing ideas around. Um, back in 1988, I was not nearly as into hip-hop or, uh, you know, a, a wider variety of music genres uh, as I might be now, um, or as I came to be later, I should say. Um, and so it took me a while to realize, like, um, most of the two-word rapper hip-hop names I could think of really just didn't sort of fit this um, album title, like the phrasing of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it seems like life is something something you know probably had some meaning beyond life is biggie smalls like that didn't mm -hmm. you know that kind of thing doesn't kind of click um in the way that it feels like it should um so finally it just kind of popped to mind like life is too short um and i thought yeah that that makes sense i think that's a rapper's name um i i debated for a while about how to spell this out because i thought maybe there was a numeral two for the the t-o-o -O part mm. um but finally i just resorted to spelling out the phrase too short just the way you would phrase it using that phrase in conversation sure. um and so you know once i kind of uh uh hit upon that i just thought yeah that ticks all the boxes so i put down too short uh, you saw me get this one. <laughs> I think I did, yeah. I, I was trying to figure it out much the same the, the whole morning. Uh, and just, yeah, running through all of the two named rappers I could think of. Um, and 1988 in particular really restricted it. Yeah. Um, just because so many of the ones I could think of, one word or two, just weren't working. Uh, and finally, as I was getting breakfast, I was just, kind of resorting to okay anybody i can think of life is tupac shakur no 
Life is too popular. Life is too... Wait a minute. Life is too short. Yes, too short. Okay. Yep. Got mm-hmm. it. Snapped my fingers and <laughs> went to went into another room to jot it down in the answer blank. Yeah. Uh, I just kind of keep it in my phone before actually answering it later. So, yep. This was too short. And that is the correct answer. And I did see you kind of do that little gesture, and mm-hmm. I I wasn't sure which question you had gotten, but I was like, ah, that is a learnedly qu- answer is, coming to someone. That is definitely my ah uh, yes yeah. gesture. Yeah. <laughs> question three gives us a bunch of names that I don't recognize whatsoever, and asks us what their what the occupation of these fictional television characters is. The first one got it for me, but almost didn't. Uh, mm. George Feeney, aka Mister Feeney was the uh, sort of uh, parental figure for a lot of the kids on Boy Meets World. Ah. Um, and he was the uh, he was the irascible old, uh, initially I thought principal of the school, ah. um, played by William Daniels of St. Elsewhere. He was the voice of Kit. He is oh, right. uh, still alive. He happened to come up in conversation a few days ago, just unrelatedly on one of our slacks. Oh. In fact, he's, he's like 97 years old and uh, has you know had a very long uh, career in Hollywood. And I think the, the reason was he recorded a TikTok that was in support of the Writers Guild strike. And it oh. occurred to me that he must be in fairly delicate health uh, at this point because... It used to be you could not keep William Daniels off a picket line for anything. <laughs> right. Dude is a committed labor enthusiast. Mm. Um, but anyway, I just I remembered that. So I was thinking principal because none of the other ones really locked in for me. Okay. Um, until I thought Carrie Bliss. Okay, that's Miss Bliss of the uh, television show that would eventually become Saved by the Bell. Ah. Uh, I believe originally it was called Good Morning, Miss Bliss. They kind of uh, de-emphasized her character uh, after the first season or so and focused more on the kids who were you know, the, the main group in Saved by the Bell. Okay. Uh, so, so that made me think, I, I don't think she was the principal. Uh, I think she was a teacher. And then I thought back, okay, I don't think I've ever seen a complete Boy Meets World episode. I see a lot of scenes on TikTok and Twitter and the like because... Mm. Uh, millennials were really into that show sure uh, so it's enjoying a comeback and it occurred to me that I, I've seen uh, those scenes where they're talking to Mr. Feeney in what is clearly a classroom and not a principal's office kind of environment so I thought ah. okay yeah and then I read back on, on some of the other teachers and I thought Will Schuster for some reason makes me think I think that's the the <laughs> choir teacher in Glee Ah. I don't know why. I have never seen Glee. I don't think I've seen a frame of Glee on television. I've seen mm-hmm. a little bit of it here and there on the social medias, as the kids say. Um, but I think he's that kind of uh, youngish, vaguely handsome uh, teacher guy on Glee. So that really locked it down for me because I'm pretty sure the principal on Glee was uh, Jane Lynch. Ah. Um. So, yeah, I, w- I went with teacher on this one. This one, I did not, as I said in describing this question, did not recognize a single one of these names mm. and was honestly a little annoyed by that because with, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six mm-hmm. names. A lot of ins. You know, a lot, lot of ins. And I, you know, I don't have a bad television score. 
But what I haven't done is watched a huge amount of high schooler based TV, mm-hmm. you know, in this era that this seems to be centered around. Um, and we, we, we've, uh, since, you know, both submitting, we've also talked a little bit about where these characters each come from. And I don't think I watched any of, you know, it, like I probably watched entire episodes of maybe one or two of these shows. Mm. Um, so nothing was ringing a bell for me. Uh, I finally took a flyer on Carrie Bliss potentially being uh, the Carrie from Sex and the City, because I don't know that show very well either. I've mm. seen maybe a or two. But I thought, a writer, that could be a character that is, you know, common to a lot of different shows. Sure. Um, and I thought, you know, in particular, I, was, I kind of thought Will Schuster might have been from Will and Grace. Mm. I didn't really Reasonable. think he was a writer either, but... I just had nothing to go on in this question and kind of just weirdly. So, um, so, (laughs) you know, for lack of any, any other inkling of what to put down, I put down writer, uh, but it was teacher. Sure. Uh, Carrie Bradshaw was in sex and the city. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I I went and looked up the other ones because I was appalled at myself only getting three (laughs) of the clues on a, uh, on a TV question. Uh, and Richard Katimsky was from My So-Called Life, which I did watch a lot of mm. in Korea because it was on AFKN. <laughs> and we watched pretty much everything that was on AFKN, but I did not remember this at all. Uh, Will Schuster was, in fact, from Glee. Lydia Grant was Debbie Allen in Fame, ah. which I was just a little bit too advanced for me when it came out. I want to say it was yep. like real early 80s, but it was about high school and I didn't care. It was, I, I can tell you pretty close to when it was which was like when we were in about yeah elementary school Mm -hmm. age um i do remember participating in uh my my best friend and her sister's rendition of the theme song with dance routine in their basement kind of thing but like when i was like fourth grade so it I, i didn't ever get you know into the um the plot of it or Mm -hmm. see lots of episodes. It was probably on after my bedtime mostly. Mm. Yeah. Fair. Missed out on that one. And Chuck Noblet was Stephen Colbert on Strangers with Candy, which was a show that I just kind of missed for some reason. Mm -hmm. I I don't remember. I don't even remember why I've seen it a few times, but like it was, it was kind of long after it was a thing and Mm -hmm. it would just come up on comedy central every now and then. I don't know if I was in overseas at that point, maybe whenever it was on, but I think you were, because um, I'm re- remembering watching it when it was on. It was, I, I did enjoy it because it was just such a wacky show. Yeah. But if they mentioned people's names on that show, like I never <laughs> caught it or set it down to memory whatsoever. Huh. Um, so, yeah. Just Is it rough? No luck there. A, a weirdly rough one for, yeah. for something like TV teachers, which should be. That includes Kinda at least easier. a couple yeah. shows that I should have at least yeah. had something on, but Odd. nope. Yeah. Question four asks us for a French word for raw or unrefined that has to do with art uh, by people who are kind of outside of society and without formal training. Right. And so what I think of is, you know, the American version of this term would be like outsider art. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So I thought, well, you know, I've probably heard of this, but I, you know, I'm going to have to kind of reconstruct that memory because 
nothing came to mind initially. And so I kind of spent some brain cycles thinking about terms that could be plausible for it, like natural. Mm -hmm. I thought about some joke answers like tartar. I thought about, you know, a few different things that it could be. And I'm trying to remember what I um, was going to put down. Um, but I essentially, I went through, I went around and around with this one a few times. And then I think I set it aside for quite a while to do a work meeting or two um, and came back to it, you know, more like lunchtime or a little afterwards. And when I looked back down at it, it just kind of popped in. Oh, art brute. That's a thing. Um, and I thought, does brute mean raw or unrefined? It sure sounds like it would. Um, you know, something that's brutish is kind of savage or oh, sauvage. That was another term that I thought might be uh, appropriate. Like just trying to think of French sounding terms for this thing. Um, but once I thought of art brute, I thought, I know that's a term and it kind of fits in with my gestalt of this thing. So I guess I'm going to go ahead and go with brute. Wow. B-R-U-T. I've never heard of that. Ah. I, I've heard of brutalism, mm. uh, but more as an architectural thing than, right. than an art thing. But uh, So I, I could only think of Art Nouveau. Um, like mm. I, I felt like this wasn't quite that, but then I thought, well, like Nouveau Riche is supposed, is, you know, very much a looking down on people who are mm. who, who aren't old money and therefore must you know must be unrefined and raw and, and gauche and the like sure uh so yeah okay that made as much sense as anything else because yeah aside from outsider art i had no idea what this might be in french so okay. i said nouveau the correct answer is brute well done of course nouveau i think just means new yeah yeah but mm -hmm. i i figured there might be a mm -hmm. uh a uh, connotation to it of unrefined could be could be uh question five uh, moves us to looking for a shared word um that features in a lot of geographical um things across the world from an accumulation of coral to a basin in the western u.s uh the largest lake in canada and the largest island in europe uh I figured the largest known accumulation of coral has got to be the Great Barrier Reef. Mm. Um, and here's here's where I very nearly went horrifically wrong. <laughs> uh, the basin in the western United States between the Sierra Nevadas and Cascades, and for some reason I just blanked out the rest of that phrase. And I was thinking, what's between the Sierra Nevada and the Cascades? It's not <laughs> the Great Basin. That's to the east of the Rockies uh, and, and the Sierra Nevadas. So... Something is between the Sierra Nevadas and the Cascades. Well, I can't really think of that. Okay, I'll move on. The largest lake entirely within Canada. I think that's Great Bear Lake. Barrier? Bear? Okay, must be something about bears. Largest island in Europe? No idea what that could be. Could be Bear <laughs> Island. Sure, absolutely. So I, I typed in bear in, in, in my phone <laughs> in the morning, as I do. I didn't make a, a, you know, I didn't come close to finishing or finalizing because I don't do the scores that early. Right. Um, and I, I just went on to the next... Uh, next question. And then later I came back to it when I was actually filling in. said, okay, Great Barrier Reef, basin in between the Sierra Nevada's guys to the west. Oh, and the Wasatch in the Colorado. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's the Great Basin. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, it's great. Okay, yeah, good. Because I wasn't real sure on whether the largest lake entirely within Canada was the Great Bear Lake or Great Slave Lake. Or, and then it kind of occurred to me, are those the same thing and they renamed it because they didn't want it to be Great Slave Lake anymore? Maybe. Either mm. way, it's got to be the Great Something Lake. Sure. Largest island in Europe, still don't know. Can't imagine it. Uh, it's It's got to be just a pathetic little island, frankly. Because <laughs> they're... There's not enough space in Europe for a big island. Ain't it the truth? So, but but aside from that, all the other ones point me to great. <laughs> that is a very charming way of coming about that answer. Um, yeah, I I did a little bit something like that because I thought it was going to be barrier um, when I, you know, thought about the Great Barrier Reef, and the basin thing didn't quite click for me. So I thought it was some sort of barrier basin and mm-hmm. um you know again i think i early in the morning kind of completely melded together uh the last two pieces like the largest island in canada kind mm-hmm. of you know mm-hmm. mash it all together sure. um but then coming back to it i was you know just kind of rereading rethinking once or twice um i said okay wait a minute now we've got the great barrier reef um the basin thing I'm a little less certain of, so leave that aside for a minute. Um, I think there's some kind of lake that has great in its name, too. Well, in the largest island in Europe, I was thinking, okay, well, that would be England. But no, that's Great Britain. That's that's kind of a, a key um, island of Europe. It's yeah. not in Europe. It's it, near Europe. I mean, Ridiculous. they made a big deal of leaving Europe, didn't that they? That, too. That too, um, they're very much out of Europe. So, yeah, but that didn't kind of was like, okay. okay, Great Britain. I, I you really didn't think, think of, of that, that till now. I barely think of that as an island. Yeah, it's it's just so large that like I don't think of Iceland as an island really either. It's just, yeah, yeah. No, I did. I didn't. I, I did not think of that. I figured it would be something really? in the internal of Europe because it's in, because it's not in Europe. It's near Europe. I I I only laughed at you because I thought you were kind of. Joking about how Great Britain isn't isn't important. No, no. Oh wow! Just legit did not did not think of it. Did not even come to mind. Okay, yeah. So once I kind of clicked on that, I thought, okay, yeah, Great Barrier Reef and Great Britain, I'm pretty certain of. Um, I thought Great Basin sounds faintly familiar. Now that I kind of retrofit that in there, yep. Um, And then I thought the lake, I couldn't totally. Remember the great whatever lake that it is, but I I figured, yeah, the if it's a super large lake entirely in Canada, it probably has it, it plausibly has great in the name. So uh, I also put down great, mm-hmm. and that was correct. Thank goodness. <laughs> Question six, I assume is going to be a gut for you. <laughs> asks this: Winston Salem is nicknamed after an animal with uh, with a namesake brand that is developed and produced there. So this is one where it's almost too much in my wheelhouse and (laughs) I have to be a little bit careful um, because if there's anything Winston-Salem, North Carolina is known for, it is tobacco. Um, And in particular, uh, R.J. Reynolds, because, you know, the Winston brand is one of their, you know, iconic brands for better, for worse, mostly for worse. Um that was produced there uh but if you're talking about an animal named brand then their very highest profile brand of all time is camel cigarettes um 
And so I hadn't known that Camel City was a nickname for Winston-Salem. So this kind of put a little piece of tobacco trivia in my pocket um, as I read through it. But yeah, you know, brands developed and produced starting in the 1910s. That fits with when manufactured cigarettes were becoming, you know, mass produced and very popular, um, having started their life as... I always like to remind people the sweepings off the cigar factory floors. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I thought, you know, this is this is not about Duke because Duke tobacco didn't have um, animal named, mm-hmm. you know, there aren't actually that many animal named cigarettes I can think of off the top of my head. Um, no big ones, no. Yeah, so Camel is really the one that... that is the only one that kind of fits this clue. I briefly and sort of wanly uh, tried to think of other animal branded products that could plausibly come. And then I just laughed and laughed to myself and thought, no, (laughs) this is about RJ Reynolds. This is about camel cigarettes. So I put down camel. Uh, Yeah. I, I had to think, yeah, I went through a bunch of like animal brands nothing really Mm. clicked. And I, Tried to think, okay, you know, what's in Winston-Salem? Oh, like cigarette coming. Like Marlboro sitting in Marlboro is an animal. And then it just kind of clicked for me. And, oh, this is about camels. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I barely associate camel cigarettes with an animal. You know, Even though right? I know that's the very much their marketing. Yeah. Uh, they were one of the brands that I smoked uh, way back in the day. Like That was one of my mm-hmm. early ones, kind of when I was still rotating trying to find one. Um, but yeah, even, even with that, I just don't at all associate it with camels. Mm-hmm. It's just a name. It's like Adidas. I yeah. know it means something, but not really. Which is so, sort of a mate. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, so that was what I said was camel. Yes. And that is the correct answer. And it's, it's sort of amazing how it has become very dissociated from the animal. Although there was a long period of its advertising that featured mm-hmm. the animal itself and then a cartoon anthropomorphized version mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of that creature. Very much um, did, yep. With yep. its very phallic-looking face <laughs> that was never a subtle, you know, hey, use this to look like you're a big macho yeah. little guy um, <laughs> with Joe Camel there. So, yeah, this is this absolutely was Camel and uh, uh, nice to, to have a easy one pitched down the middle for me. <laughs> Uh, on that score. So I ended up with five out of six. Um, I'm reasonably happy with that because usually television is a pretty good category for me. So I have a hope that I won't lose too much on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I also had five, but that, uh, uh, that, that other one being the a hard question means I'm getting six points today. Yeah. I think that, that one probably plays the hardest of the day. low get get rate for me generally and Mm. yeah i think this is i think it was also the hardest of the day but that is my dead last category at this point so understandable yeah and yeah i was surprised to to pull it that was a very like a great demonstration of the the brain power thing that can happen Mm -hmm. when you sort of just like stimulate the right brain circuits for long enough and eventually enough of them sort of trip over <laughs> to the right uh, the right answer if you just let it happen for a while. Yep. I, I don't know why that kind of... Well, I have an idea of why that kind of works. 
it's the same way in which if you give me enough time, I can remember the names of people that I've met and know and worked with. Um, but right in the moment, I pass them in the hallway and I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> hey, you. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. the name is yep. within a second of seeing them. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, probably that same process going on. So I guess that's about it for today. Yep. Tune in on Wednesday. I finally got it nailed down, y'all. <laughs> it's Wednesday because Monday we are off for Juneteenth. So Tuesday is our next match day, and therefore Wednesday will be our next podcast. And we will have more post-game analysis for you then. And until then, remember... Don't forfeit. Don't cheat.